The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. I'm finishing breakfast. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett Vesley. Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness. And we're all going to drag ass through this Monday that uh, eventually will become a national holiday the day after the Super Bowl. Should be. The whole nation, football fan or not, uh, carves uh, out a full Super Bowl Sunday and says goodbye to the season. Saved money on Greece. Yeah, huh? or lube? Oh yeah, the polls. <laughs> yeah, the polls. We didn't need to lube them up. But what we what we don't think about, and I thought of this last night was, yeah, they didn't have to lube up all the street posts, the the lights and stuff that Philadelphians climb. But could have made a fortune on concealer and foundation makeup for all the bruises that Philadelphia <laughs> women now have from their erratically unpredictable. A lot ones. of sunglasses this morning. Yeah, and it's a cloudy day. You see a lot of girls and. Randall Cunningham and, you know, those jerseys going back to the airport with sunglasses. Why are you wearing those? Just, you know, the sun's not even up. They're going to wear them. A lot of concealer going out this morning in those weird little... A lot of stories about walking into doorknobs. Because Philadelphia men are horrible people. Uh, the football game was uh, a good one. A solid football game. And we had a great time up there at CB Live yesterday. Uh, it was just uh, fun to watch and kind of one of those Super Bowls that I think comes and goes. I'm not so sure it had a moment... If anything, the moment of the game was the refs deciding, all right, we'll play. They now the laundry flies. Yeah, they didn't make a call the whole game. So I, I went over to my buddy Chris at the thing, and I said, you know, we're down to the last three minutes. These refs have eaten flags the entire game. Yeah. Are they going to continue to eat them, and then an egregious penalty they don't throw a flag on comes up, or are they going to throw some ticky-tack? Eventually, the refs are going to play a role in this, and I didn't I, – I, I don't like saying the refs wrecked a game. That's because the other team – the Eagles had chance after chance to win this game. I think they were playing better. I think that they just, the Eagles just kept letting the Chiefs back in with good play uh, by the Chiefs and the Eagles kind of like not figuring they out hung how around. to get, They hung around. They let them hang around. And then uh, that call at the end, it's just the timing. I just like to see it play out. It was ticky-tacky. It was a terrible just, call. I, I, I know he did hold them. It's a, it's a sure. penalty, but they've let it go the whole day. And for that to be the one time they're like, no. Uh, you know, third down and six, we're going to throw this, give them a first down. Otherwise, it's a field goal, and the Eagles have a minute and a half to try yeah, to, try to tie it, or it would have been a much better game. Uh, so the ending was kind of 
marred by that. The Chiefs earned the win. There's no doubt. I'm not saying a Seahawks Steelers game. Being a Steelers fan, I always think back. Even Adam Ray backstage yesterday goes, "Yeah, you know the referees are the ones who stole that game from. Like you lost by 11. The referees can't steal just because they make a bad call. This is my argument to all Seahawks fans about that. Just because you got hit with a bad holding call doesn't mean your next pass has to be an interception. You know, adapt and overcome. You had another play. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, yeah, but 11 points. Three-point game, it's right down there, and then, you know, they could just sit on the ball and milk it down to the last second to kick the field goal. It's you Two have weeks your earlier, I couldn't say that about the Bengals. I mean, I mean, you know, no. you could say, oh, he flopped. Along. No, you don't touch the guy. You, you just don't the hit the guy. Yeah. And, it, and it was a hustle play. That poor dude for the Bengals made a play that was probably nine out of ten guys would have had trouble stopping themselves when they had to, and it was... It was a call that had to be made. Yep. You understood why the flag. Nobody's saying, oh, they shouldn't have done it. The flags had to fly. This one, debatable. Chiefs fans are all like, no, come on, he held him. Yeah, but okay, maybe he did. That ball was not going to be caught. I don't care if Juju Smith-Schuster gets loose on that play and doesn't get held. That ball was not getting caught. You watch it on replays when they're not even you know, focusing on the defender. You can yeah. see it in the background. Yeah, it's just... It's a tough one for that to be decided that way. And and I think that's what this game goes down as, you know, the memorable moment was that flag. Uh, Chiefs fans, you have the argument of like, ah, won the game, and you did. I don't think you can take it away. It wasn't You didn't rob anybody. The only thing we were robbed of was whether or not the Eagles would have had that minute-and-a-half drive. From yeah. Maybe they go three and out. Maybe they, you know, four and out. Maybe they just blow it. Maybe it's a pick. Maybe they fumble. Who knows? They might not win it that way, but you'd have liked to have seen the opportunity because that call kind of took that away. Otherwise, it was a good game. It was yeah. fun. And they got it at the 35. I mean, I don't know why they squib kicked it. I mean, that made it interesting. And then Jalen Hurts is, I don't know if he got hit on that last throw. It was like know. a 25-yard line drive. last yeah, throw. A terrible last throw. And he's trying to throw it 90 yards. Yeah. I think that might have been why he just over-gripped and spiked it, basically. But uh, it was a good game. Eagle fan, uh, I don't mind seeing you uh, unhappy. I was going to say, it, looks like, it sounds like you're becoming an Eagles sympathizer. Like, no, 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 I mean, no, don't I'm get like, me wrong, Jesus, please. I'm glad you said that. Now. <laughs> Put me on the straight and narrow here. No, no, no. I'm happy the Eagles lost. I'd like to see them, I'd like to see them fail on their own oh, okay, without right. the help of the referees. I, I, I still want Eagles fans to go home crying. No issue with that at all. Let those morons take their cream cheese and their Tom Hanks aids and get out of that. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. So it was a fun game. Uh, Rihanna's halftime show. She's brilliant. Here's why. Think of what we do. Lady Gaga, fat. You know, they all go after him for being fat. And she's like, I'll just get pregnant. And so she gets knocked up, doesn't tell anybody. He's like, you can't call me fat. I got a baby in here. It's like, ah, geez. And it took me a minute because I'm like, she just had that baby. That baby weight's nasty. She... Played a whole thing, and then I think all those dancers represented the sperms that didn't make it to the egg. They must have been, yeah. It had to be it. It looked like a bunch of sperms from a Woody Allen movie years ago. And then Rihanna was just the egg, the ovum, and she's standing up there, and all these sperms are trying to get there, and they can't get to her. One already got in, and she kept rubbing that thing. Yeah. Nothing less sexy. Why, 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 why? Yeah, nothing less sexy <laughs> to me than a pregnant woman reaching down. And rubbing her genitals and then putting her hand up by her nose. We there thought, was a move in the hair where she'd reach down like a Michael Jackson twice. and she smelled her hand. I thought maybe she was trying to make the water break or something. I don't <laughs> know. I think they need backups now for the halftime show. If you're pregnant, your ass shouldn't be up there. Yeah. I want, uh, no. I think Ugh. if you were there, it probably looked pretty cool. But after a while, but you're like, we were halfway okay, through. The pl- I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah. I, I, and she didn't crush me with smash hits. 
couple songs I don't know, and I know Rihanna music. I'm not a like crazy fan, but that's that. I'm the audience. I'm the guy who's like, give me your seven or eight hits. Like boom, 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 boom. Don't hit me with a ballad I don't know. Or the platforms are really cool, but after a while, it's like, uh, what else you got? Right? Is this it? Where was and then the who guest? else is yeah. coming right. in? Right. We yeah. had no special. That's another one too. Yeah. yeah, I thought for sure Jay Z's coming out for. Umbrella. He was there. I know. But the sperms. It was all about the sperms. A lot of sperms. Out I even there. said to Brett. I looked at Brett in the middle of this thing, and he's not. He's just staring at the screen. And I'm looking over at Brett. I'm like, finally wander over. I'm like, why aren't you laughing? And he goes, what for? I'm like, this is the most rhythmic clan rally I've ever watched in my life. I was expecting you <laughs> then to... Then I was entertained. Yeah, and finally. I was, yeah, I was like, all right, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. I'm looking at that. I'm like, that is the clanniest looking thing. <laughs> that overhead shot it just looked like the clan had gone completely awesome. They've been to Arthur Murray. They learned to dance. They, it was an incredible clan rally And at from the, the end, overhead. the stadium goes black and <laughs> across. Just yeah, burns <laughs> in the 50-yard line. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, and somebody leaned over me and goes, she sounds amazing. I'm like, that's tracks. Well, it was I tracks. Mean, she did sing, but it was tracks. Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. And I don't, in a stadium that size. I understand that, you, it, you but it was, it was heavily It tracked. was thick, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the only way you can do it. I, I mean. To, on TV like that, I yeah. think you have to do it to clean it up. She was singing, and I think she can sing, but she, and it sounded good for TV. I went home, I watched it again. Uh, I'm not knocking her home. as an artist. No. I mean, she's got some. She's got the hits. There's no You're doubt right. about it. But hey, it's up for scrutiny. I don't want to see pregnant show. broads up there dancing. I, I just look. Come, come on. on. Could I? Could I agree with that more? I don't think there's been a sentence I've ever agreed with more than I don't want to see pregnant broads up there dancing. I don't. And that goes for everywhere. Up there is in quotations because <laughs> right. wherever up there is, I'm with Brett. I don't want to see the pregnant, podium on the yeah. on the floor. Pregnant broads, blank dancing. Yes. I'm in. I'm. I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see a, a brigade of no. of you know women in their third trimester shaking their ass. Last year's halftime show was way better. I thought. Oh well, last year's that's going to be a tough one to top. That's, yeah, can't follow that. There's one been up. some great. There's been some great ones, but for the most part, I think we yeah, all come MGK out. there. He could have come oh, out. That's true. <laughs> Enough of Machine Gun Kelly, please. I saw him a lot this weekend. It was at the Open. He was there Friday. He was, I think he was there Saturday. If he wasn't, there was clamoring. <gasps> MGK's here. I'm like, you guys don't care that much. You're adult men. I think Machine Gun Kelly's here. Stop it. You're 50 year old Fox men. was there, maybe. but They're breaking you know. up. Oh, are they? They're about oh, done. She's available. Ugly. Yeah. Could be ugly. But yeah, but I mean, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com look I, I did a lot of events this last week that some most i didn't want to go to and just kind of obligated in weird ways with friends and stuff so but i went to the open on uh saturday and like i said yesterday there's a reason why it's sponsored by waste management you ladies are trash at that thing they are your garbage uh, nine in the morning i've never seen more uh, you could go to a nightclub and see less hoary nonsense and <laughs> and the reason it's more hoary it's more hoary than ever like, there wasn't a bra in sight, and every single dress was just barely over the ass bubble. And so many girls were just a little bit drunk. I got there about 10.30. We're walking along. I'm looking, and I'm like, butthole, butthole. None of these dresses were staying right. down. 
No. All oh. right. Oh, okay. Yeah, ladies, squat rack, something. Oh, Do some right. lunges. Let's tighten this thing press, up a little bit. It wasn't the, yeah, give me some leg press. Give me some of the glute work. These things are, it was like plates of mashed potatoes hidden under there. And their oh. butts were out, and this girl's just staggering around there, and their skirts are climbing up. I'm like, butthole, butthole, hanging down Carl Bunning meat, butthole. <gasps> There's a lot of it. Like it was, they are garbage people, and they're everywhere. And then you'd see like one or two cute ones. You're like, okay, this is what it used to look like. America is gross. And it's but, like the uh, Rihanna dancers are all surrounded by 150 guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest with you, the guys were like, whoa. <laughs> there was a lot of... Now, granted, 10.30 in the morning. It's by 4 gather. in the afternoon, they're like, man, this chick's gorgeous and her ass is out. I've seen this chick's butthole a ton today. I don't even know her name. Still out there with the heels sinking into the greens and They've everything. They've learned their lesson. Okay, Everybody's right, in tennis shoes. Okay. They so, put up signs. I saw a few women in wedges. Definitely broke their ankles by 5 p.m. But it was pretty... Uh, it was It was a... It was a festival of, of uh, whoring, maybe unmatched for Phoenix Open uh, because it used to be classy whores, you know? You used to kind of get that feeling like ladies dressed it up and looked the part. Now it's just, see, it's Lizzo. It's this body positivity thing. It's like anybody can look and go, oh, that's in fashion. Whether it looks good on me or not, I'm wearing it. And it's like, oh, it doesn't look good on you. Well, yeah, I can wear whatever I want. All right. You, Rihanna's pregnant body dancing is going to get less, less scrutiny than you. And you're like 23. You shouldn't be this bad. And between that and the Barrett Jackson, they're just have become those are events oh. you just need to go. What's happening there? Doesn't matter. You need to just yeah. get, get out there. You know who I, people watching. Yeah, you know who yeah. I feel most sorry for? The um, industrious, ambitious twenty uh, five year old guy who's pretending to be a millionaire. Those guys used to slay at the Phoenix Open, and now you're getting so stuff. Now you're, well, now you're getting stuff you should get with your thirty five thousand dollar a year job and your Prius. Or your, your you could have saved yard. Uh, three hours yeah. of commute time. Yeah, you, you really of are getting in and out. You're getting the exact same girl you should be getting anyway. You have now leveled out. These girls used to look to the part where thirty thousand dollars millionaires were overachieving by pulling one of these uh, gold diggers out of the Phoenix Open. Um, not anymore. It's girls you should have. They're on par with you. Thirty five thousand dollars millionaire. You don't even need to rent the Lamborghini anymore. You can take her back to the Yaris. You can show her your apartment. It's probably better than where she lives with her. I mean, it was. It's maybe swing over to Top Golf. Yeah, <laughs> you can get them there. You can go to the Swizzle Inn and grab a couple of them. This was not an attractive bunch, but they are dressed to the nines. In uh, and you know, not everybody, but it was one in one hundred that you'd be like, she looks nice. She looks pretty. This is what it used to look like here. The rest of them were just. It was a lot of garbage. I was just letting everybody in. Yeah, well, it's well, they're all trying. Anything and everybody. Worst part is word got out, so all of them think that they're in the mix. They're all trying. This was an added weekend. Yeah. I mean, it was. I feel bad for the Thunderbirds. I feel bad for the millionaires that wander around that used to score these hot girls, and now it's just a hodgepodge of out of shape women in in tight clothes. Maybe like, they need look. bouncers at the door. Yeah, just a so red like, velvet. No, 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 yeah, you're not getting in. Yeah, look, you go put really. some go put some sweatpants on and cover this thing up. Your butthole's out. Nobody needs to see that. Uh, I did do an event Saturday night that I actually, it was crazy. It was uh, um, uh, the Taste of the NFL. It's a, and evidently every year in Super Bowl City they do this thing, and it's a big deal. It is, it is, a, uh, it is an expensive ticket. I did not, we got these uh, given to us. I was a guest. So uh, they're $1,700, $1,800 per ticket for the VIP, Seven fifty general admission. Just to get in. Just to walk in the door. And what it is is a bunch of restaurants, local and otherwise, uh, with little um, booths. And then you get like a tiny little sample, of, sample their food, right? So 
hundreds of places. Uh, the venue, the Lux Chateau Lux, was a pretty awesome place. It's gigantic. Uh, but again, I didn't pay for it, so I'm just sitting there going, "Whatever happens, happens." It's going to be a fun night. Pull up. The very first thing you do, it's crowded right off the bat. Pull up. <clears throat> like, where's the VIP parking? Oh, we filled that up. You got to park down there. I'm like, all right. If I spent two grand for a ticket, this would be the first thing that would piss me off. But I'm like, okay. I drop Megan off. I go park the car, walk a quarter mile to get the thing. No big deal. Whatever. You go inside. Yeah, Brady's right. It's like that U Fest we had that year with the VIP, where everybody's like, "What's what's going on here? Why is Larry DJing this? <laughs> what happened?" Because uh, we had canceled. But again, that was different because we had people cancel. We had uh, oh, screw ups. This wasn't mix ups. This was like, eh, you, you get what you get. We overbooked. <clears throat> yeah. So I go in there. It's set up beautifully. Uh, wandering around, I'm I'm doing some auction item bidding and things like this. I got some nice things. Bunch of football players there. Najee Harris of the Steelers wanders over to me. Nice. Grabs my jersey and he's like, "That's an authentic jersey. I saw you from the second you walked." I'm like, "Najee Harris, how sweet." So we're best friends now, maybe forever, probably forever. Um, I talked to him for two minutes and I bailed. I got a picture just because I wanted one and that was it. I don't do autographs. I don't chase. And were I, you wearing? You're wearing his. Jersey? I wore no. I wore my T.J. Watt jersey. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, some people wore jerseys, some people wore suits. It was one of those events. <clears throat> so, wandering around, I'm grabbing food. Food's good. Got some elote from a lady at a restaurant in Tucson. And I'm like, this is, this is amazing. This is fantastic. She goes, oh, it's great. You should come to my restaurant. I said, where is it? She said, Tucson. I said, I'll never speak to you again. And I put the elote down and I left. I'm like, well, this is pointless. Why am this I This is gross. Tucson elote. You're great. And then she kept saying, my wife and I this, my wife and I that. I'm like, I get it. You're the rug doctor. Okay. I understand. That's enough. We get it. Your elote's still fantastic. You live in Tucson. We don't need to be friends. I'm going through the whole thing. Get over to Tarbell's. They've got a nice little thing. I like Tarbell's down the street. So take a little bite of that. Getting a little full. Grab another this. Grab another that. And at the end, I'm like, I turn and I'm like, what is this for? I just, I'm doing the math. I'm like, this room costs a couple million dollars to set up. No kidding. Uh, the donations of food, we're, we're pushing a million plus on this for the restaurants donating the food and putting the time in. Probably another million, million and a half uh, tickets. You know, the, I don't know. We're, we're probably a $3 million operation right here with all that's going on. All these football players are showing up. The NFL probably pays them, but makes them show up. And I'm, and I'm sitting there meeting a corn dog from someplace in Kansas. And it was good. It was a little mini corn dog. It's in this little bean dip thing. It's on a tiny little plate. It's, a, it's a heavy. There's a lot of food. And I eat the corn dog. Put it in the garbage. I didn't eat the beans part. Throwing food, looking at the garbage. It's just nothing but food. And I uh, turn and I'm like, what is this for? It's for uh, food insecurity in uh, the public school system across the nation. I threw six pounds of food away on my little sample plate. There was so much food it's wasted. It's a celebration of throwing away food. <laughs> I thought, you know, if they just said... These people donated this much money. They'd have raised $5 million just on the on the on what they spent. It would have, and plus, you know, people would have been happy to donate to food insecure kids and public school systems and their lunches. I'm like, all right, this is an awful lot to spend and and give people with a lot of money already a ton of high end food so you can feed kids later on that year at school. And the one lady gets up there and she's like, you know, a lot of kids that this is their only source of food for the day. She said, 30 million American kids are reliant on the school food program to eat at all. And I'm like, that can't be right. 30 million kids need that only, and then they won't eat anything again all day. I mean, we're in much bigger trouble than I assumed. 
Uh, but they do like a Saturday program. I'm like, that's a really nice thing. A kid should have food at school. But we're I'm literally eating a crab cake at that very moment that I don't want anymore. And I got halfway through it, and I'm like, I don't know what, I'm going to throw Dump. it. I'm going to throw this way too. I got I got more to eat. These little there's 40 restaurants. There's little samples of everything. Like I can't eat everything. That's but what I, people are trying to do. Just want a little taste. You want a little taste of all of it. Yeah, I want to get everything. That's enough. That was too much. The plate was a little thick. We wasted so much food there. And it was such a beautiful, nice event. A little chaotic, but it was such a nice thing. And then you're like, this is for food insecurity. There goes two or three weeks of uh, lunch for kids at schools in yeah. the trash can. Oh, Brady. <laughs> Six, seven, 30-gallon hefty bags just in the time I was there going out with mostly wasted food. And again, each restaurant had to donate the money, the people, the time, the energy, The probably had to pay to be part of it. There's a lot of money in there, and it was all to not feed the kids. It was to tell people that these kids are hungry while we were eating. It was just weird. And we could eat anything we wanted. There's so many kids out there who don't get anything. Try the crab cakes. you got to have the elote. I'm like, these kids will never have this. I know. Why don't you invite them? Why don't you invite some of these inner city kids that don't have any food? Well, and then they're kind start here. seeing them. They'll, yeah, they'll scare away all the lawyers. <laughs> it, was a, it was an interesting was A lot of football players were in there, and they're signing autographs. And they sold a billion footballs with a white patch on them for autographs yeah those things were going like hotcakes and uh, you know you're getting autographs from guys you've never heard of that play for the washington commanders currently like backup you know special teams guys still need to have them around but uh, it was an interest it was an interesting week the nfl always acts like they pat themselves on the back for all they do right and it's so easy to see through their moves like guys you do realize that the money spent on this event would have been better spent on your program but they're there. Let's party, man. Video cameras, all the all the stuff that they can show later. That like, look what we did, and you know, it's a, it's a great commercial for them being great. And it's a nice. They event. can take the charity out of the mix if they wanted to. No one would care. Now they're patting themselves on the back. No one went there saying, "I'm only here because of that." There was a whole lot. Yeah, they were pat themselves on the back, but nobody went there going, "If it wasn't for the food insecurity charity, I wouldn't have gone to this." It's a great cause. But it's a little, you know. At least you're getting a taste of it. It's like having a squirt gun fight for play, like for Lake Mead. And we're trying to refill Lake Mead, so we're all going to play water sports. And just we're going to play in a pool. And it's like everything's kind of like, oh, this is the opposite of what we should be doing to fill Lake Mead. We shouldn't be playing at golf land and wasted water for Lake Mead. And it was the same thing. Hungry kids shouldn't watch rich people eat crab cakes and then say, you're welcome. That's life. <laughs> it is kind of like <laughs> that. I would like the that's life charity. Hey, hungry kids. <laughs> That's life. Enjoy your gruel. We're going to eat crab corn dogs. They're fantastic, by the way. The little the the cornmeal around the hot dog had like little crab flakes in it. And like, God damn, this is good. These kids don't know what they're missing. <laughs> Screw the beans. Enjoy your oven pizza. This is the best thing I've ever eaten. You're not getting cups of elote from a Tucson restaurant in some school in the middle of Oakland. It's not happening. So it was an interesting week all the way around, all the way through. Just uh, great. But all in all, I can't wait for everyone to leave. I want my streets back. I want the city to be normal again. And uh, I want Philadelphians out. I want them all gone. All of them. I heard it's a Philly thing. I'm from Philly. (laughs) Every restaurant I've been at, at that event, well, you know, I'm from Philly. Oh, who cares? No one cares. No one ever. Well, I'm from Mesa. Nobody says, well, Phoenix needs a thing. We need a thing. Well, you know, I'm from Phoenix. Everybody so, goes, 
Okay, what you got? No street cred with that. You got nothing. We need to do something brutal. The closest one that could be, you just got to push them over the edge. Would be Arcadia. You know, your Arcadians try. It's just a well, related I in, entity. But I live in Arcadia. Yeah. Gilbert does it a little bit. Well, a little, we're from there's Gilbert. A little civic pride with the <laughs> Gilbillies. Gilbillies do it, and Ohio people do it. Yeah. Because they're embarrassed of where they really live. They want to live with the normal people. They're like, no, we're in the suburbs, and we have to admit it. So we're trying to make it sound cooler than it is. Anyone that gets out and overachieves an Ohio guy. <laughs> right. He's an Ohio boy. <laughs> Anybody who escapes Ohio, all the people are excited about it because they realize they're trapped in a wretched, gray, miserable swamp. And Gilbert is just the suburbs that they're trying to make not suburby. I get it. If I lived in the suburbs, I'd want to try to dress it up, too. But Arcadia does it. Arcadia does it. You walk through Arcadia, they're like, oh, we live. In Arcadia, we have this. We have that in Arcadia. They're, they're big on that. But and that it's means not even nothing. a city. That means nothing to anybody outside of Phoenix. No, no not at all. Every and even city's most got people one. in Phoenix are like, yeah. Yeah, big deal. Shut up. Yeah, everybody's got. Yeah. Everybody's got an Arcadia in their area. Oh, Arcadia. Buh. I think the, the most recognition is a tie between uh, Scottsdale and AJ. You know, <laughs> yeah. other ends of the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah, but, I think you're right. Yeah. With a you know honorable mention for Gila Bend, I think you're right. I think there's a they're kind of far away, but they're like, hey, we're we're worse than anything you could ever imagine down here in Gila Bend. Like, yeah, that's why you keep yourself far away. Notice nothing has sprawled Gila Bend's way. Maricopa even got like some sprawl. Like Chandler's like, okay, right. we'll, we'll team up with Maricopa. We'll get it closer. Gila Bend's standing out there going, we got plenty of land. Like, you got it. Keep it it's yours. We're not getting close to you. You are you are the uh, pandemic. Even Yuma's like, ah, no, yeah, we're good. We're Every, good. And they're Yuma. Yeah, you forget when you until you're driving down to the eight that way. You're like, oh yeah, Gila Bend. Gugh. <laughs> I'm not even getting gas here. I'll wait. And that where the spaceship motel yeah. is. We oh, got God, that. Yeah. And that's their tourist attraction. Outside of how are these people alive? They got the zombie. They everybody looks like even aliens would land and go. We're not probing this. We're leaving. No wonder they didn't come back. They went to Gila Bend first. Las Cruces and Gila Bend were the aliens' first two stops. And they're like, hmm, nothing to see here. So, anyway, all in all, I think the Super Bowl, and again, Arizona, man, oh, man. Whoever does our events, the uh, no matter what the politician in place is, our mayor, our governor, whoever, we put on some massive events and it always looks great. Like there's, it did a good job. It is rarely messed up. Like you think of how sprawled out this thing was. Scottsdale, Glendale, Phoenix. I mean, it was relatively seamless. I don't. There wasn't a ton of news about traffic being completely stopped. Although there was some jams. Obviously, there's going to be. Uh, it didn't get in the way of much. And outside of Gilbert Ortega losing his mind in front of his own store, which, by the way, still got tons of play on Scott, uh, ESPN yesterday. They were set up right outside, and that, that boom camera, that heavy camera that was coming off the top, they got Gilbert Ortega's store in every single shot. How pissed it was he that the Chiefs won last night? <laughs> he hates the Chiefs. He's calling drywall contractors today, I'm sure. Punching Punch holes in holes, holes, yep. Because those goddamn Indians won again. Gilbert Ortega hates them. Junior. Anyway, what are you going to do? Anyway, it's all over, folks. We can drag ass together, a little bit hungover, having fun. And thanks to everybody uh, who came out to CB Live yesterday. That was fun. Uh, Adam Ray was great. Uh, Michael Turner. Uh, Nate Welch. Uh, Welch was there. Uh, Caliendo showed up. We had a good time. And it was weird because day comedy is not easy. You have to warm an audience up in a big way for day comedy. Like you can sense the rooms like, we don't know what time it is. They made it look like it was midnight in there. So it was a time warp. It was really weird. And I didn't know 
that they did that. I'm backstage. The last time I was in that room, it was bright and sunny. And then they say, hey, John Holmberg on stage. And I go on stage, and I'm like, what happened? It's a, We're in a tomb. We're underground. It was dark. I felt weird. So, But it was fun. We had a great time. And, uh, and the audience was fun, and everything was great. And everybody stuck around watching the game. So CB Live, always kind to us. Matt and Jersey and all the gang up there were great. Uh, our pink-haired waitress, not sure she spoke English, but she was great, too. She understood most of what I was saying, I think. But I think she got tired of us quickly. It was great. Everybody was incredible. So thank you to CB Live for hosting that. And we'll probably do it again next year. Now we've got a new thing. Good Lord, we got another new thing. There we go. You know, as we as we kind of putter towards the end of this uh, run, and who knows how long we'll be here. What are we adding things for? For God's sakes, have we not established enough for crying out loud? But it was kind of great. I did have to say, it was a lot of fun. So I'm like, ah, damn it. Brady dressed up as Andy Reid. Brady, I got a hand He was faking him out. Look, there was a lady there that, after you left, was like, was that really him? I'm like, lady, yes. Because at first I was going to yell at her. I'm like, no, that's Andy Reid. She was confused. Yeah. Like, it was in her eyes. I think it was the same one that you said was talking to you, but it might not have been. I had an opportunity to say, no, I'm not doing it, but I just went with it. You showed up as Andy Reid. A lady actually thought you were Andy Reid. It was 4 o'clock. And she was asking you questions about what happened in Philadelphia. Why'd you leave the Eagles? And like, there's a game. Like, he's 30 minutes from kickoff of the Super Bowl. You think he's hanging out here? Ten kids came up to a CB Live, and the the bouncer had to, they wanted to autograph yeah. the coach. And I got to hand it to you because if somebody said, you know, you're a dead ringer for Andy Reid, my life would be like, I got to do something. <laughs> you embrace it. <laughs> embrace you, you, it. You wrapped your hey, arms around. <laughs> it was the day to do it. Doppelganging Andy Reid, 67 year old head coach. And Brady's like, you know what? Okay. And I got to, I got, there's a comfort level with that that I can't have. I don't, I'm impressed. Very, very well done. But yeah, that lady came up to me after, but 10 minutes into the game. Was that really, that was Andy Reid here? <laughs> and I looked at her, and she had to see my face. She's like, are you the dumbest person? In the-? I'm like, lady, yes, that was Andy Reid. It was absolutely, why wouldn't he be here? He's in town. Aren't you going to be late? No, we got the first 25 plays <laughs> I told already her. scripted. I said, he's friends with Adam Ray. And uh, and she's like, that is so cool. Almost in it tears. really is. This one wasn't crying. She was just blown away. And then a lady comes up to me at the end. I'm talking with Adam Ray. And he's like, well, Johnny, it's a great night. Have a, have a good time. I'm going to go back to my side. I'm like, all right, you want a gummy? I'm like, I'll have a gummy. Let's have gummies. And I'm like, okay. So I had like this weird chocolate that didn't do a thing. And then the lady comes by and she goes, hey, you didn't tell me. I'm like, I don't know that I know you. Adam Ray's a Jew? <laughs> Does that change anything? I'm a Jew. I'm like, okay, I guess you guys are related somehow. Go get an edible. How come? How come you didn't say anything? I'm like, well, I don't really go, hey, we got a great Jew comic on later today. So they Jewed up or what? I said, uh, well, you know, it's show business. There's 90% chance they're Jewish. Or faking it. I didn't know he was a Jew when he said shalom. I got excited. And then he said chutzpah. And I'm like, that's right. Jew words were your clue. Okay. What what do you need from me? Well, she's probably figuring you would do that too. Yeah. Holmberg. Maybe yeah. we, we, we need to announce that Larry the Jew is up next. <laughs> right, coming up after the show. Off, yeah. Larry the Jew, for that one lady who just does <laughs> love them because she's one of them. Hey, Johnny. I'm a Jew. Hey, Adam. I know. How are you? Judy, do, Jew, Jew, Jew. And he wanders off. Jewy, Jew, Jew, Jew. 
It was great. Anyway, so maybe uh, Adam should do that if he, uh, you know, at the show we called. You got any people from Scottsdale? Any Jews out there? Yeah. <laughs> any Jews? We got a Jew on stage tonight. Are we gonna <laughs> get super excited about that? Woo, Jews! I'm with you. Love those Jews. They're the funniest ones. Uh, let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five ninety eight hundred. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.